welcome to episode 48 of Married on the Mic, which is actually the first version of episode 38. I'm Dana, and if you'll notice, Rick is not here with me right now. However, you will hear his voice in just a couple minutes. Let me explain what we're doing here. So Rick had been traveling over the weekend. Then we were just super tired. I wasn't feeling well last night. He's got stuff tonight, but we wanted to get an episode out because, you know, we're trying to be all consistent and stuff. So Rick's idea was to re-release the episode that we deleted a couple of years back in August of 2020, we did an episode about confronting friends and it was based on a situation that Rick had with somebody who he thought was a pretty good friend and it didn't go so well. After the episode, there was some drama and Rick had said, we really need to just take that down. And reluctantly, I respected his wishes and took the episode down, but now he feels like, hey, why don't we put it out there? And, uh, and see what people think and let people hear the episode that was deleted. And you'll probably be thinking that there's going to be something major in there. It was a good conversation, but really nothing too crazy. But anyway, it's about um, confronting friends. And I will let Rick decide if he wants to get into some more detail about what happened after this episode. Um, in the next episode, in the meantime, this is the original Lost episode 38 of Married on the Mic. Thanks for listening. So today we want to talk about how Rick just worked out. You're looking pretty good. Thanks. I try. Well, I took three weeks off. Yeah. Because I, well, I, uh, there was an episode where I fell down the stairs after drinking a little bit. So I hurt my elbow, but I was working out pretty good there for like a solid month. Yes, you five were. Five weeks, five you weeks. Were. You definitely were. And then he, when we were going through our period of possible separation, Rick went to his friend's house, had several beverages, fell down the stairs, well, his I had to, shoes wait, wait, fell wait. off. You made it sound way worse. No, I, uh, yeah, I had several drinks. Then we were sleeping upstairs, not together. But uh, then I went downstairs because I didn't want to piss in the bathroom right there i don't know it's kind of weird like <laughs> okay. so then i went downstairs to go to the bathroom and then i went to go walk back upstairs but instead of stepping up the upstairs i stepped down the downstairs and fell like five or six stairs flat on my face i must have stopped myself with my left arm because my elbow still hurts and it's been like what, three weeks? Yeah, and he got a nasty scrape on his leg, too, from that fall. And I felt like such an old man, like, and it's like two in the morning, and all of a sudden, like, you know, I take that step, and it's like, oh, shucks. And yeah. then, like, you know, just free fall, and like, bang, and then I was like, ooh, like. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky you didn't really severely injure yourself. Yeah, other than my lingering elbow issue. So anyways, today was the first day back, like, working out. I've played football and stuff, or kind of. All right. Well, yeah, you've definitely been looking good. I mean, I guess with vacation and everything else, it kind of started to fizzle out a little bit, but we're back on it, right? Yeah. And then hopefully I'll go, you know, Wednesday. So. Well, and I'd been lifting some weights and doing some leg exercises and stuff, and I was starting to see a little bit of results. And then we went on vacation and before, right before we went on vacation was my whole like mental meltdown of whole life falling apart. So even though during times of stress, I think you're supposed to exercise, I just didn't have it in me <laughs> and I didn't eat for like three days. So <laughs> I had no energy, uh, but it helped me lose a couple LBs, which I've kept off surprise. But now 
I complained a lot in the last episode, so I'm going to try not to do that so much in this one, but my entire body is sore. I don't know why I'm going back to the chiropractor tomorrow, um, but yeah, I'm just a disaster, total disaster. But anyway, today or tonight, because it's nighttime, um, we want to talk about your approach when you need to confront somebody. And this is a good one for us because considering all of the things that we've been through, I need to talk about how my approach with Rick has been really bad about a lot of things and he's corrected me on it for years. And, um, and I'm finally, I think starting to get it, even though, um, even though I'm still going to struggle with it, I think. Yeah. I think it's going to be practice. Like you've done the same stuff forever. It's a habit. And I get in this mindset where something annoys me and I can't help but finally blurt it out and it just comes out and it sounds mean, even if I'm not really trying to be that mean. But uh, yeah. you think I'm, tr- see, you think that I'm, my intent is to be really mean when really my intent is just expressing my feeling. Yes, I guess. I don't know. And then I'm not speaking for you. Okay. But let's talk about your situation first. Yeah. So I, I, there was a situation and I had wanted to approach somebody about the way actually about the way they approached me about a situation. So I, uh, I mentally prepared myself. I went through the, um, you know, what I was going to say, how I was going to say it, when I was going to say it, making sure it was just us two. And, uh, yeah. And it didn't go as planned at all. Yeah. (laughs) He was pretty upset. Yeah. I don't like, and I, I like playing it back in my head. I don't know how I could have said or delivered the message any differently to make it, to make it work. Like, I don't know if there was a proper, it was like an agree to disagree kind of situation, I guess. So I don't know. And I feel it's still an awkward, like it's an awkward situation now. Yeah. And we can't really get into specifics, which is kind of hard sometimes for me because I'll just talk about anything, but we have to be sensitive to the people in our lives and not to reveal too much about specifics. But what I said to Rick, and I totally understand how he feels, and I think that it's crappy, but what I said to Rick is that I think that he is a very emotionally mature person, and I don't think that everyone has the capacity to really reflect and think about what they might have done wrong. And I see that in myself sometimes, too, but I definitely think that some people, um, and dare I say, especially men who are a little bit younger just don't have the emotional capacity to handle any type of confrontation. And I even think that if you had gone to him in anger or been kind of a jerk to him, that you might've been, it might've actually gone better or it might've got hashed out better because being approached in a respectful, calm manner, I think just doesn't work for some guys. Yeah. And I, like, trust me, I, I still kind of am that same guy, you know, as you were just referring to, like you said, I was emotionally what? Mature. Mature. Yeah. Uh, I think not a lot, but I think some would definitely disagree because I still have my moments where I'm like, no, no way. And no, that didn't happen or whatever. But uh, what do you mean? No, that didn't happen. Like, or I didn't do anything wrong or don't talk to me. I think the timing of it for me, it's mostly about timing. Like if, if I'm in a mood or if I'm like not wanting to hear it, it doesn't matter how wrong I am right now is not the time. Right. And also I think it's a big part, a big part for me is who's around while you're telling me what I did wrong or, or while you're addressing something with me, because I want it to be just us. I don't want an audience because then I feel like that's, that's not cool. Like don't, 
Don't call me out in front of people, especially if there's been plenty oh, of dude, opportunities. Oh, you got to stop with the especially. Somebody, especially. Sent, somebody sent me a message about that. It's especially. With with mine especially? Yes, you say especially. Especially. Don't, especially? Especially. There's no Whatever. X. Especially. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Somebody sent me a message. Who sent you a message? One of my friends. Dude, whatever. <laughs> I was just hoping it wasn't going to come up again. And I'm sorry I just corrected you in, in front, front of, of the everybody. entire podcast. But uh, you know what? I bet I mean, they've all uh, let noticed me get it my too, ink babe. Pen. It's so cute. But Especially. you... Well, I get frustrated when people <laughs> say frustrated instead of frustrated. Yeah. And that's a common one I hear a lot. So anyways... Sorry, I didn't mean to get you off your train of thought too, but it had to be said. It had to be said. I will try to correct myself. I, I probably said it for my entire life. I know, but especially, I, especially. There's no, there's no C before the S, especially. Well, no, it's E S C. Oh, that's probably where I messed it up right there. Especially, yeah, it's especially. especially. No, 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 no. It's actually no, no, no. Wait, I'm spelling it wrong too. It's E S P E C. The the C is in special. Oh, then I'm way off. Especially. Yeah. Well, it's just like a lot of people say espresso, and it's really just espresso. And I've gotten that one wrong before too. Until I worked in a coffee shop, and then I started getting it right. But anyway, back to how to not confront people in front of their entire podcast audience. Yeah. So. Yeah, in this in this instance, I was addressed just in front of one other person, and I think that's might have been how I started the conversation. Was like, hey, you know, next time can you just tell me, you know, just us two? Like, there's plenty of times when it's just us. I, I didn't feel like you needed to say it in front of this other person, and the response was, I could have said it in front of everybody. <laughs> Right. (laughs) And, you know, and I really wanted this conversation to go well, right. You know, like I wanted it to be productive. So for it to start out like that, it was kind of like, oh, geez, now where do I go from here? Right. Like I said, I don't think this person has the emotional capacity to be corrected. And I also think that, you know, like sometimes no matter how we're approached, we can react in the moment when we're confronted and we immediately want to defend ourselves, which is obviously what he was doing. But to then still, there's still kind of some tension there. So it's not like he thought about it and was like, hey man, you're right. Like I really should, you know, I shouldn't have done that to you or, you know, I'm sorry, that wasn't cool. Instead, it's just like, now it's just awkward. Yeah, especially, no, especially <laughs> like I, I considered or I consider him a friend, but yeah, it's just kind of weird now. And it's like, what? like it didn't have to go that way. And I, I didn't think I was attacking. Like, even if he felt like I was wrong or I was a sissy for like not wanting to be called out in front of other people. And I didn't really agree with his whole message to begin with anyways. Right. So. Yeah. I think some people just can't handle it and it would, it's just easier for them to, turn it on you and think you're too sensitive or you're too this or it's not my fault than it is to actually handle something in a mature way. And just the fact that you've been upset about this and kind of thinking about it and it'll come up every once in a while or, you know, you kind of can't sleep because you're upset, you know, like right after it happened just goes to show like how much you really care and how thoughtful you are about people, other people's feelings, relationships. And I really think That some people just don't give a crap all that much. But I guess it's situational too. Like, like I kind of smirked while you were saying that because I would think some people would think I'm the other guy in this situation. 
Oh, that some people would think that you're the one that doesn't care? Right. But possibly. And I, and I probably am sometimes. Right. But so I guess that goes to show like I didn't mean as much to him as he meant to me. <laughs> well, that is how it seems and that stinks. And I feel like that's a big reason why I don't have a lot of friends because at some point when I was younger, I think I just got sick of feeling like I was the one who cared. I was the one who tried to make plans. I was the one who went out of my way to visit people, to see people, and it wasn't reciprocated. So now, <laughs> look at me, I'm kind of a loner. And one of my friends actually messaged me after she heard the last episode and said, you do have friends and whatever. But I just feel like I'm just not that good at it. But it's because of not necessarily confrontation situations, but just kind of feeling like I'm in that position where I care more than the other than other people do. Right. Um, yeah, I've been, I feel like I'm in the same, same boat in that situation. With this person, you mean? No, like in general, like I feel like I... I used to, not as much anymore, but I feel like I gave a lot more than uh, I received, I guess. Yep. Yeah. And now I think there's probably people who would say that I don't <laughs> give as much as they do or whatever. But I think the friendships that I have maintained um, are pretty give and take. And they're also very easygoing. Like, I don't feel like I'm a high maintenance friend and I don't feel like I have any high maintenance friends right now that... It's just easy friendships and easy relationships. Okay, so you're looking at your phone. What you got? So yeah, I, uh, I looked up a wiki how on how to uh, confront a friend, which is kind of what what went down. So anyways, did yeah. you did you look that up before? No, I or didn't. Are you looking it up now? And I'm realizing- looking it up now, and I kind of did the steps that it says to do. So it says first, think about the situation, make sure you know exactly what you're going to confront your friend about and why you want to do it. Number two was consider the negative consequences of not confronting your friend. Yeah, because I'll dwell on things or, or it'll eat me up. So I might as well get it out in the open versus like trying to bottle things up. Um, three is plan what you'll say. You know, you don't want to stutter when you confront your friend. Uh, figure out the exact reasons for the conflict. And then four is practice. And this one I, I did kind of practice. Like I felt like I like looking back, I could have done it a little different the old sandwich technique, I could have started with a positive. Like, hey, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Hey, you're a really great friend. Yeah, I, really I really enjoy our time yeah, together. I really appreciate blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't know how that would have yeah, been. Then, but um, this, you know, and sometimes I like in my professional life, the last time I had uh, a confrontation or a disagreement or somebody, um, and it wasn't a big deal, but I just wanted to put it out there. And I just said, hey, and I consider this person a friend too. And I just said, Hey, I, I need to have an uncomfortable conversation. And, and it, it actually went pretty well. Right. I think that is probably a good way to break the ice with somebody is to kind of prepare them and be like, Hey, this is going to be a little uncomfortable or, Hey, I really didn't want to have to do this, but I feel like, you know what I mean? That kind of thing that can definitely work well. And I think I might've even said it to this last one too, but I want to say I like mumbled it. Like it wasn't like a full, like, Right. I don't even know. It's kind of all blur at this point. <laughs> all right. So I guess I didn't read all the way through this wiki. So this this says start start by telling your friends you care. And I like I don't think it was that kind of situation where I would be like, Hey dude, I really appreciate our friendship and what we have here. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. I feel like that's kind of how women would have to handle something, but I don't know if that applies to men. Maybe I'm just being stereotypical, but... You are. This is the second time you're being stereotypical oh, tonight. Sorry. You know what? There's men and there's women and we're different. 
Sorry. So be direct. Avoid talking about other things. Focus on your feelings. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Keep your emotions in check. Take time to listen. Be mindful of your body language. This is one at work. I definitely like my body language. I'm very hard. Like it's very hard for me to hide what I feel. Yeah, it is. Yes. And your body language can sometimes just be. Right. I get that a lot and I try very hard to not have that body language, but I can't, I don't know. I can't stop it. Well, you're probably not even conscious of it. No, even if I am trying to be consciously keep it in check, you know, what's really helping these situations is the mask. Oh yeah. (laughs) The the mask is helping a lot. People can't see the scowl. Yeah. I mean, they can see that part, but uh, they can't see the lips or the F off, like me mouthing that or like, you're freaking stupid. Like, um, all right. So, and moving forward and be clear about the next steps, blah, blah, blah. And on a positive note. So I actually tried to do this at the end. I was, well, this totally gives it away, I guess, if this person listens, but I was like, dude, I I just want to shake your hand. Like, this isn't how I wanted this to go. Uh And, um. He shook my hand. It was slight eye contact, but it was still super awkward. And it was like, I even said, I was like, I considered, like, I consider you a friend. Like, I I didn't think this was like this. Would you say that he handled what he had to say to you respectfully? But if he thought it wasn't a big deal and it might not have been to other people, then, then why am I so sensitive about it? Right. Well, I mean, honestly, that's probably what he thinks. Right. And he probably isn't even thinking about it anymore at all. No. So, yeah, I mean, that stinks because I know that it really bothered you. And, yeah, it just, it, it freaking stinks to have people kind of blindside you like that and then not treat you with enough respect. Like, it should have just been, yeah, man, I'm sorry about that, you know, whatever, and moving right along. Right. Well, at the end, he did say, let's just move forward, move forward. But it wasn't like, I felt like there still wasn't closure. It was just like, we're moving forward. And right. I think that's why it's still a little awkward. Like... I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I know I am hard to approach sometimes, and I know I'm not the best at delivering messages, and it's something I work on pretty consciously myself, and I feel with you, like, I practice what I'm going to say, and I I try to be very calculated on what I say with you, and especially with certain situations within our lives, um, and I know s- stuff like this can always be awkward, Yeah, you're totally right. And I am not good at confrontation either. I will blow up. Like I'll just let things bother me and bother me and bother me until I just explode. Or I just get, if it's somebody that is kind of a, you know, not somebody that's super close to me, I will just let them tick me off so bad till I'm just completely annoyed by them. And then they just kind of fade away out of my life, which that's not right either because everybody deserves that you know, that opportunity to be kind of corrected. Right. Like if they wanted to be your friend and then you just, nah, I feel kind of like that's what happened with this situation <laughs> where, where it was like, oh, that dude's so annoying. And I was like, wait, dude, like I didn't mean to be annoying. If you would have just told me, right. I wouldn't have been annoying. Yeah, I know. Well, and I know that some people think that I'm annoying. I've actually had it said to my face before that People have said things about me that are not very nice, but you know what? We all are who we are and not everybody's going to like us and it stinks, 
but I think we're, you know, as long as you do the best that you can, which I don't always do the best (laughs) that I can when it comes to how I approach you about things, which when we decided to talk about this, I was kind of like, yeah, my approach is just, what was it that I said to you the other day? I think we actually might've talked about it in the last episode or did we, or did we not? I remember saying, can you try that again? Or let's try that again. Right. Yeah. I don't remember what it was now, but what about my approach in asking that things get cleaned up around the house when I... The timing was a little off on a Sunday afternoon. Like I just wanted to chill. Okay. And I think that's where you get, it's like, and I think a lot of men can go through the same situation where it's like, if you're on a cleaning spree, then everybody needs to be on a cleaning spree. Or if you, if you're fed up, then everybody should be fed up. And it's like, dude, like it's Sunday afternoon. Like I really want to chillax. Like I really like we can plan to do this or we can do this. I, I get it. But like, come on, like not right now. Like I just sat down. I just like, I am done playing football. Like I just want to chill right now and then you're like and this and that and you're vacuuming and moving this and all this crap anyways and it wasn't bad but it was just like oh come on so let me ask you this then what would be the perfect time for me to decide that we need to clean up the house and vacuum and do all that stuff when would you like that to happen no i think like right now you'd be like hey by the end of the week and you make a list this (laughs) i'd like to see this done And it's like, okay, then I can chip away or I can do it. But to have no timing, and in the past, I would have been like, F off, dude. Like, I don't want to do this right now. Like, seriously, like. I know, but I I, feel like nobody ever wants to do it. I know, but you you never, have you ever said, hey, by the end of the week, let's get this done. Or by the end of, or by the end of the weekend or whatever. But not like, you literally give no warning and you're like, and then you just go into freaking Hurricane Dana. (laughs) This one was like a tropical storm. So it was just like, like you tried to control it and I was trying to be nice. And like, I, I, yeah, like I said, but but this was about Rocco getting his stuff cleaned up. Right. I said, by the time I get home, but I had said, I actually believe I said on like Friday, we need to get this house cleaned up. I want all this crap cleaned up. I need to vacuum. Like I definitely said that on Friday. I didn't sit you down and say, Hey Rick, by the end of the weekend, I really need this, 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 and this to be done. But I did say on Friday, we really need to get this house cleaned up this weekend because I'm sick of looking at it. I need to vacuum, whatever. So I don't know how much you feel like I should have to make a list for you like you're a child. No, it's not that. But like I said, to be like, okay, Anyways, whatever. We're saying the same shit over again, so. Uh, I know, but I just think that I did say it, number one, and I don't feel like having the house clean should be all my responsibility to say it needs to get clean. I feel like it should, if you notice that Rocco's stuff is everywhere, that you should say, hey, Rocco, why don't you clean that stuff up and make him clean it up? It shouldn't always be me. Who always makes Rocco clean up everything? Like, this is where we, like, we need the camera back, and you can see all the time where I'm like, who had Rocco clean up this weekend? But it wasn't until I came to you and said, I really need him to clean up his room. But to me, it's so simple, and you just turn off the TV, turn off the tablet, and say you can't have this stuff until your room's cleaned up. So Rocco's I should very, always be responsible for making him do that. If it's bothering you, then yes. See, that's where I think that's where I think we have to. That's where I think the the problem comes in is that the mess really bothers me, and it doesn't bother you. But 
I so think therefore it becomes an issue where it drives me crazy. But you pick and choose what mess bothers you and what and when it bothers you. And that's what drives me nuts is because you have most of the messes most of the time. And then all of a sudden you're, you start, you can have this tunnel vision of like Rocco's mess or my mess. And it's like, wait a second, your stuff is literally all over the living room all the time, but it's okay because it's yours. And then all of a sudden it's like an explosion. All right. Well, this is why we need to go to marriage counseling because I I have lots of photo proof. And that, that'll just annoy you and upset you, but like we can just start posting all the pictures. Okay. But here's, so when, so I clean up way more, I think than anybody else does. I, I do the best that I can, but I feel like having a house being clean should be everyone's responsibility in the house, not just one person's response. And, and, and I'm not saying that you don't help or that you don't pick up, but it should be everybody's responsibility to be able to look at things and say, okay, there's a towel hanging right there. I'm the one who used the towel. Completely admit that. I'm the one who used that towel. But you, me, and Rocco could all pick up that towel and bring it upstairs. Because I definitely pick up after him and I definitely pick up after you. So I don't understand why it's always got to be on me to say, to be the bad guy, to say, hey, we have to get this done. This is why I think you're out of reality, though. Like, I don't think you pick up more than everybody else. And we could bring in witnesses. (laughs) All right. Well, I think (laughs) I think that we definitely need to go to marriage counseling to talk about this because I completely, completely disagree with that so anyways this is how not to confront people and i think that i try to understand where you're coming from i think that it really upsets me that you don't acknowledge at all how all of this makes me feel but i also if it bothered me i would take care of it i guess that's where it's also like i would take care of it and especially especially since it's just telling Rocco what to do. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, well, it's, if it's not a big deal, if it's difficult for me and it's easy for you, then why don't you take you, on that responsibility? Okay, just call me and say, hey, tell Rocco to do this. And I'll be like, hey, Rocco, do this. Like, he's the easiest kid in the entire world. Like, you just. Okay, but if you come home and see that he made a mess all over the floor, why do I have to be the one to say, hey, Rick, tell Rocco to clean up? Why can't it just be that you notice the mess because you have two eyes and because, you step over the stuff and you say- he's usually playing with it. Like, and this is where okay. you, you think his messes are like, the audience probably thinks this mess is like a really big mess. And His stuff is always everywhere, all over the floor. I, I think your idea of always everywhere- is just not, this is nothing. And I've been in other people's house. Like, this is nothing. Like, my own house growing up. What, it takes probably 15 minutes for him to, like, pick up all of his stuff. Like, I think if you went into any average American's house at any given time, it would look way worse than our house ever. Okay, so we'll just have to handle this with our marriage counselor because I think we've had this argument about who cleans what, blah, 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 before, and it's just the same rehashing the same nonsense over and over again. But let's talk about the Roku remote that went through the washing machine. Yeah, who who was doing the laundry? (laughs) Right before vacation. So Rick actually 
put our blanket in the washing machine right before vacation. Our separate blankets. Yes. And then I went to take the blanket out to put it in the dryer, hashtag teamwork. And I open the washing machine and I go to grab the blanket and there's the Roku remote. And I was like, oh, shoot. And it wasn't even wet because I think the blanket had been sitting there for a little bit. So it wasn't even wet. And I just immediately thought, oh, well, there it is. We're going to need it. And then I'm like, oh, it's probably broken. It just went through the washing machine. So anyway, I, you know, I was a little irritated, but it wasn't like I got mad or anything. I was just like, "Uh, dude, the Roku remote went through the washing machine. So then we go on vacation, we come back and we're going to watch TV. And I was like, oh, shoot, the Roku remote is busted because it went through the washing machine. And then what did you try to do? No. So I let it air out the whole week. I took the batteries out right away, let it air out all week. And I thought there's a chance that it could still work. So then I put new batteries in and it still didn't work. It went through an entire washing machine cycle and was soaking wet. It's an electronic device and you thought it was going to work. I don't know. Like sometimes, I don't know those things. Like one time, I mean, it's been a while. I had a flip phone and it was in a thunderstorm back home and it sat out all night. I took the battery out, let it dry. And then like two days later, I put it back and it worked fine. So I just thought, you know, it could be that. I think it's all about trying to get the battery out as soon as possible. But who knows? Like, anyways. But, yeah, it didn't work. And I was disappointed. And you were like, oh, you thought it was actually going to work? Like, as if I was doing something wrong. (laughs) Like, you could have just gave up on it to begin with. I know, but I just thought it was funny. I was like, it's not going to work. He's like, maybe it's the batteries. Maybe it's not that it just went through a, a freaking big cycle of water. But anyway, so it didn't work. So then I was trying to figure out which Roku we had so that I could order another one. And Rick was like, oh, we just have the basic one. So it was 30 bucks. I was going to order it on Amazon. And he's like, no, wait a minute. Why don't we get a new smart TV? Because, well, I've been looking at a new TV for what, like a year now because our TV's old. Like it's 2008-ish, 2010-ish. At the- You've had that TV since we met. Right. So, so I think it was like 2008 So yeah, I've been wanting a smart TV anyways. We have three different remotes. It was just like, let's just get a smart TV. I actually bought a mount to put the new TV on the wall like probably five months ago. (laughs) And then so anyways, I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to get uh, a new TV, especially since uh, the remote, you know, is a good excuse. Okay. And so then we posted about it on our Married on the Mic Facebook page about this whole dilemma, which you may have seen if you like our page and follow it. And if you don't, then you should. And then his sister was like, you know, you can just get the Roku app and do the remote on your phone. You don't even need a new Roku or a new remote. You can just do it on your phone. And when I read them, I read that comment to Rick and I don't think I've ever seen him look so disappointed. I wasn't disappointed. I was just like, oh, wow, I've never, I had no, no idea. And then I like, it took what, 30 seconds and then we were flipping channels again. Yeah. So now I have it on my phone and Rick has it on his phone. Oh, and so then the other night I had just finally figured out what I was going to watch on Netflix. I put on a movie. I'm like two minutes into the movie and all of a sudden it turns off and I'm like sitting there like what the heck just happened? And Rick was in the bathtub and all of a sudden he goes, sorry, I wanted to see if it would work. (laughs) And so he had the Roku remote in the bathtub, like on his phone, and he turned off my movie two minutes into it. And then it took forever for it to come back on. But I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Well, it's it's linked through the Wi-Fi. So 
Like you can do it from downstairs. You can do it from wherever. Yeah. Wherever you are, as long as you're on our Wi-Fi connection, it'll work. So yeah, the thing I don't like about it though, is that it like, I don't know if you can turn it off where when you hit the button, you can, the, the, the vibrate. But yeah. You can turn it off. Oh, it's so annoying. Okay. I need to figure out how to turn it off. Um, but yeah, if you ever break your Roku remote, just go get the Roku app. Or even if you don't break the Roku remote, you can just get the app e- either way. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, Auntie Kelly. Like <laughs> yeah. we would have done this a long time ago. I know. Those Roku remotes are freaking like the least the one we had is like pencil. It's so tiny. We always we're always like, where's the remote? Toss it and turn it in bed. Where'd it go? It fell on the floor. So instead of having to get go pick up the remote off the floor or shake the sheets to look for it, just get the app. You're never gonna lose track of your phone. <laughs> But anyway, um, I think we're going to wrap it up here because we're both a little tired. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I don't think so. I was trying to think of what we could tease for next time. Uh, Where's my little notebook where I made a list? I don't know. Maybe if you had cleaned up, you would uh, know exactly (laughs) where it is. No, I do. Let me go find it. Um, so I found my handy dandy notebook and, um, I just edited that whole big long two minute pause there where I was looking through my purse for it. And one thing we mentioned that we have not talked about yet is the other podcaster influencer type couples that have given out a ton of marriage advice and made a lot of money doing it. Like we haven't made a dime off of anything that we've said, but these people make serious cash being these happy couples and working out their issues and telling everybody else how to live. And then they're like, BT dubs, we're getting divorced. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Like phony balonies. Yeah. And it's been going on. Oh, we've kept this under wraps for years. It's like what for years, <laughs> Yeah, two months ago, you guys were the happiest couple ever. And we're going to, we're telling us all about how to be the happiest couple ever. Yeah. So then it makes me wonder, is their marriage advice just total S H I T or are they giving good advice? They just can't take it. Right. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like, how do you even take those people seriously? Like, were they actually practicing what they preached and they're just phonies or or, what? Or did all the fame like get to them? Or yeah, like it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So we'll talk about that next time. And I'm sure you can probably guess at least one of the couples that we're talking about. They're not like super duper famous. I don't think people would guess. Some people might know who they are. But there are people that have like millions of followers and who have made millions of dollars off of <laughs> acting like they're these happy couples and actually not. Um, so we'll talk about that next time. If you have any suggestions for us, anything you want to hear us talk about, any unanswered questions, any comments about um, how to approach people or what you think about that situation that we talked about earlier, please let us know. We're on um Facebook and Instagram at Married on the Mic. And we also have a website, marriedonthemic.com. You should subscribe on basically any of the podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google, Spotify. And please, please, please leave us a review. It takes a couple minutes. I know you've got plenty of things to click on. Why click to give us a review? But it will really help us. So we would appreciate any reviews. And also, like if you see a good marriage meme or something like that, tag us in it and we'll share it on our Married on the Mic Instagram. And share the podcast. If you think it's funny, interesting, share it. 
Or if you have ways to uh, make it better or what you liked or didn't like or. Now we did that before and I didn't like how people. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. The way (laughs) she didn't like the way she was approached. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't like the way I was approached. Uh, And also Rick, will you share the podcast? Because I share it. You don't even share it, dude. Like, well, like this one, I'm already having second, second thoughts on sharing this one because of what we talked about. So anyways, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to put it out there. And you know what? If people don't want to be talked about on our podcast, then check yourself. Oh, yeah. And a big uh, happy birthday to Fatty. Uh, He's turning 40. Happy 40th birthday, Fatty. Fatty is 40. Is that the hashtag? Fatty is 40. I don't even know. No, I doubt it. Because he's not. He doesn't go by Fatty anymore. Oh. And he's not fat. Anyways, long story. (laughs) All right. Well, happy birthday, Fatty. And this is Married on the Mic. We'll talk to you next time.